0: What's up? This is Brandon London and you're listening to the Big Blue UK and Ireland podcast. You hear that? The Big Blue UK and
1: Ireland podcast. Let's go Giants.
2: Welcome back, Giants fans, to the latest edition of the Big Blue UK Island Podcast, in association with Andy's Man Club. Lads, as always, it's okay to talk tonight. We are seventy-five percent British, twenty-five percent Irish, but as always, absolutely one hundred percent Giants. And no, your eyes do not deceive you. It's a full house yet again for you know the fourth fourth time in a row, Um, and for only the third time this season, we're here to talk about a Giants win on Sunday. Um, how good did that win feel? And Shane, how's that tank train coming along?
1: Hey, it's 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 all good, it's all good. Um, you know, we're still we're still gonna be in contention for that top five pick, top three pick either way. But you know, we're gonna we're gonna enjoy this week. Um it did make me laugh. Obviously, we've had a lot going on uh with what, what we've got coming up and that. And it's like at the start, it says, you know, big blue UK and Ireland State side so less than two weeks. It's like less than 24 hours now so it's crazy but um i will just say i'll apologize if there's any like um drops or anything like that because i'm connected to hotel wi-fi um hot spot into my phone sorry because the hotel wi-fi is so poor but you know i am here it looks like i've got a bottle of water but don't worry it's jersey juice inside here boy
0: (laughs) yes get in (laughs) oh my god i think what then The old uh, yeah, the tank convoy train, whatever you want to call it. I know people are trying to jump on it, and uh, um. But I'll tell you what, we watched the game the other night, and we were chatting away and messages back and forward, whatever. How good did it feel just to get a win and playing some actually like complimentary football? Um, I mean, it was so good to be able to like chat about it and um, just actually see you know us playing winning football. I mean, all right, the draft will come. Spirit. We will have our pick. Um, wherever that may be but um you just can't beat the winning feeling though in my opinion
3: yeah yeah absolutely how many times i mean we watched it together me shane and kev um on a just on basically on this just between ourselves how many times did we just laugh during that game and we were just like what what's going on here like what the hell um but Shane, Shane touched on uh, the intro, and obviously, yeah, it says it says you know, less than two weeks. Now it's less than twenty four hours. I don't know about you boys. I'm gonna miss seeing that every every time we start up twice a week. You know, it's been mm-hmm. it's it's been like a, a nice little reminder of oh yeah, that's coming, and now it's tomorrow. You have to start doing the Dublin one then. <laughs> yeah.
2: Very true. Very true. But no, it's, it's crazy that it's come around. Um, you know, it's gone. The time since we booked it has gone ridiculously, ridiculously quickly. So, yeah, less than 24 hours this time. Tomorrow we'll be on the plane and on our way there, nearly, nearly, nearly in the uh, in America. So, lots to look forward to this week. Obviously, a lot to look back on from Sunday, um, which we're going to be going through shortly. Um, coming up later as well, obviously, because we're in the states for this weekend. Um, we're going to be previewing this Sunday's game um, against the Patriots. Uh, in you know what is that sort of traditional right bitter rivalry of New York versus New York versus Boston. Um so as usual with our preview pods, get your predictions in the comments. Uh, we'll read them out at the end. And we'll we'll do something slightly different with our predictions, but we'll uh, reveal what we're doing later on. Um and yeah, off to the U S of A tomorrow afternoon for that Pats game. So if you're gonna be there in uh, in New Jersey at the Meadowlands at MetLife Stadium, around that area for the game, let us know because we're going to be at Red's Bar and Grill on the Saturday evening from 7 o'clock. If you're in the area, come down and have a beer with us. And we're also going to be doing the MetLife tour uh, on the Saturday as well, uh, Saturday lunchtime, 1 o'clock. So if you're in the area want to come down and have a beer with us, you can catch us there at Red's restaurant or Reds bar whatever it's called but it's called Reds and it does good food and it does good beer so that's all we need to know really I mean, um, don't it's forget
3: uh, red restaurant
2: and bar <laughs> you got, it's a the restaurant bases. and bar happy days Happy days. Uh, Don't forget, you can get all your Giants and US Sports merch from our friends at usasports.co.uk. You can use our discount code BIGBLUE to get yourself 25% off your entire order in their Black Friday event. It ends at midnight on Monday, so get in there before it's too late and get your Christmas prezies sorted as well. Alrighty, on to Sunday then, on to the Washington game. Um, What did I say last week? The Giants have the blueprint to beat the commanders. And what happened? We beat the commanders. Three wins in a row against them now. Um, ran out of 31-19 winners in what was probably one I think probably the biggest shock of the season in terms of this this offense scoring points. It's so used to that us not scoring points, it was every touchdown is was like we're scoring more points obviously I was watching it behind you guys because I was at work till late on Sunday but it's like we're scoring points we're scoring points and points off for turnovers and wow that's all I can say as well um, but you're probably yeah, one of the biggest shocks of the season so far for me one of the biggest surprises as well um, Tommy DeVito will come on to him shortly as well but yeah really good a game overall um, finished the game with six takeaways five on defence one on special teams Again, I called out. I called it that our defense shows up, and they showed up all right. Um, it was the most takeaways in the game since 2014, when we had six. Also against Washington as well, uh, and it's tied our season high of 31 points in a game. Obviously with the game against Arizona, and the Commanders are the first team since 1984 to lose a game by double digits, having recorded nine sacks in the game. So. That's a pretty impressive stat. It's what 39 39 years since that's happened and it now happens again to the Washington commander. So, what a shame, eh? Um, shame. This offence, where the hell did it come from? And he's on mute.
1: Craig's on mute as well. <laughs> um, yeah, I think many of us are still asking the same question, to be honest, because the defence, uh, the offence, sorry, Paul, the, out of a place where I don't think any of us really kind of seen it come in. I played probably the best I've played um, since probably the Arizona game, in all honesty. Um, you know, nine and a half games watching, let's be honest, a shit Giants offence. You know, we've had to the playmakers, get involved and have, have some fun. And as a, as a result, Giants fans are able to have some fun as well. Um, thanks to the, the return of uh, the players, um, two of our biggest shining lights on offence will on to shortly but for now we're just going to focus on some players that uh, weren't players of, our, of the game for any of us but you know we all feel that deserved an honorable mention and we're going to start with uh darius slayton obviously he was re-signed in the off season unfortunately he did leave the game with an injury but prior to that he was probably having his well not probably he was having his best game of the season um he had four catches for 82 yards, including that 40-yard touchdown catch and run, um, which you know he decided to throw in a nasty duke for it as well. And with Darius recording 20.5 yards per reception before he left the game, the Giants were on track to having their 1st 200 100-yard receiver of the season. And I think as a result, <clears throat> excuse me, as a result now Darius Slate is now the Giants' leading receiver this season, or at least leading wide receiver. I don't know where he matches up with Barkley in terms of yards for receptions. Um, and then obviously, one week after we spoke about them in the impact players that hadn't really shown much this season, both Dana Bellinger and Isaiah Hodgins decided to turn up. I mean, Danny, Isaiah, don't know if you're listening to this, um, but you know we, we called them out last week about um, it. You know they combined for six targets, for five receptions, and 60 yards. Both also have players of over 15 yards. And you know I remember uh, when Isaiah had his catch, like you know I, I was a little bit behind on the stream, and Craig was like. Oh, Isaiah Hodgins' spot that it was like oh because we've we've not seen him do anything and it, it was good to see him finally get involved and get the ball in his hands and um, and then obviously lastly Andrew Thomas he's uh, still clearly been hampered by his knee injury but he played all thirty seven of the offensive snaps and only allowed two hurries including and uh, recording sorry an eighty two point eight grade um and the old line itself generally played well with only two of the nine sacks given up being attributed to the the line itself um and I'm going to be honest like I, I don't know about anyone else the view three or people listening but um I was sick to death about them talking about the sacks Washington was getting like the, the, was it five in the first quarter or something I think it was like yeah but you're not attributing it to you know, I was going to say Danny DeVito, they, Tommy DeVito. Uh, you know, you're know, not attributing it to to Tommy. You know, then making it sound like it was all the old line. But, you know, I, knew, I, I think we got up three sacks that weren't attributed to him. I think it was two on the old line and one on Saquon Barkley. So the old line didn't play that bad. It, it looks a lot worse than what it actually was. Um, but, you know, I'll come to you, you and uh, Dan and Craig first. Um, you've both gone for offensive players of the game for this week. Um, it's obvious who's left to talk about, but who went for who? Craig, I'll start with you.
3: You, you can kind of see it on the screen there, but um, Mr Barkley, I mean, in the first half, yeah, he definitely wasn't living up to the player of the game. I think he had minus two yards um, rushing in the first half, other than he was very good in the receiving game, but rushing-wise, he just he, we couldn't get anything going, to be honest, and you could kind of see that as, as well when... Uh, Tommy was was trying to run out, out of pockets. Um, but the second half, he really, really turned it on, finished with 83 yards, averaging 5.6 a carry. Um, what was really impressive, though, was just how he looked as a receiver. Um, four receptions on five targets, 57 yards, two touchdowns. The first touchdown uh, was just an absolutely great play call by by Kafka. Um, his, I mean, let's be honest. Let's go back to his first reception. That's a that's a big bodied wide receiver um, reception that he's he's pulled off there, and I I saw him flying through the air. I was like, "There's no way that was that was Barkley." Uh, he looked double his size. I mean, I, I know he's not a small small bloke, but he, he looked massive. Um, like Megatron vibes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But. I just want to say that's the kind of performance we've we've been waiting for. And it's also the kind of performance that will turn around to any Giants fans who are still a little bit on the fence on this and go, That's your best playmaker. Give the man a contract.
2: You're not wrong. Give him a contract. Because in all honesty, without him on this team, we'd be a lot a lot worse off. Um and how how many times this season we've said that's a great play call by Kafka? Not many, not many. So the fact that the fact the words coming out of your mouth, then Craig, I'm quite, you know, it was, it was that's what I mean by it, it was very surprising. This game to to it you know, just sort of within, gelled and was we were firing on more cylinders than just the quarter of a cylinder we were firing on before, uh, you know, in the last sort of ten games before this. So yeah. Is a uh, Barclay. Uh, he had a great game, he really did. Pop, you know, first half rushing wasn't great, but second half he came out and was uh, just a just game changer. I, I mean, that was my game changer last week, but he was a game changer for sure. Um, I, I went for uh, how could you not? How could you not? Tommy DeVito. Was he perfect? Easily the emoji of the season. Yeah it is. Was he perfect? No. Do we expect him to be perfect? No. He obviously ran into a few of those sacks himself. Um held the ball too long, missed a few open receivers, but none of that matters when you've got five touchdowns in your first two starts, in all honesty. Um yeah, it's so a France record for a Giants rookie quarterback to um have five touchdown passes in in his first two starts. 18-26... I just muted myself. (laughs) 18-26 for 246 yards and three touchdowns for a passer rating of 87.7, which is the highest passer rating in a game ever by an undrafted rookie. Uh, And not to mention as well, a perfect passer rating of 158.3 on third downs. And third downs, we've struggled big time on this season. And he comes out, throws 7 of 8, 113 yards, two touchdowns on third downs. And he's now been nominated for Rookie of the Week this week. So Tommy DeVito, touchdown Tommy, as he should be called from now on. What a lad, mate. What a lad. Had a fantastic game. Anyone got anything to add on Tommy DeVito? Apart from the emoji? (laughs) I just, in fact, was it. um... Defense then? What happened on defense? Defense.
0: Let's go to defense. So, uh, again, there are two players that we've chosen for player of the game, but there were playmakers all over the field despite the Giants giving up 403 yards. I mean, Micah McFadden, I mean, how much more can we say about this fella? I mean, he is just like, every week we start to talk about he's growing into this. You know, he's like, um, we all thought like, what Beavers would be the, uh, be the player that the linebacker that we wanted from that draft to actually like make the starting team. But Mike McFad is just running with it and getting better and better and better with every game. And he's forming a formidable partnership with, um, with Bobby O in the middle. I mean, um, yet again, it seemed like he was everywhere with eight tackles, five solo, a tackle for loss and a pass defended. All that was missing was his customary uh, fumble recovery that he seems to get all the time. And then, a few other un- un- mentions would be like Nick McLeod and Isaiah Simmons, like both get shutouts uh, for game changing plays. Uh, McLeod had four tackles, two solo, a pass deflection, and he snagged the first of the Giants' six takeaways in the game with his first career interception. Um, and a good Notre Dame lad as well. So we have to definitely have to give him a shout out. Um, Isaiah Simmons, you know, sealed the game with a 54 yard pick six later on. Uh, Simmons also had four tackles, all solo, and a pass deflected. Um, he he might not have been the like the star that we thought we were trading for, although we only give up a seventh round pick for him. But he's steadily come in and just been solid. Like we've mentioned before in the past, that you know he's been a standout on special teams, and he and he just seems seems to be making plays on defense. Um, I'd love to actually bring him back and just see what it'd be like with a full off season under his belt. <clears throat> and then to move on to 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 X, uh, Xavier McKinney. This is the type of play we wanted to see from him. Um, when um. Um, To be honest, Um, he had 12 tackles, eight solo, a tackle for loss. Plus, he looked impressive in coverage as well in this game. He also showed some fire uh, that's been missing with his uh, prevention of the Hoyle touchdown uh, that he he hadn't realized had already been given, but he still made the play. If you don't know, you don't know. You play to the whistle and you play to the end. Um, But finally, we have to give a shout out to big old sexy Dexie. It's probably criminal that he's not one of the four players of the game. But he's such a monster and you know what you're going to get in from week out week in, week out from him in this game he had four tackles all solo one sack a tackle for loss two passes batted and seven total pressures like just another dominant dominant um play from him and just you absolutely love to see it but so lads for the players of the game it's myself and shane who have taken the defensive stars okay uh, I've gone for Thibodeau. Now, it was a record-setting day for Kayvon, and his two sacks on Sunday made him the first-ever edge rusher on a Wink-Martindale's defense to record double-digit sacks in a single season. He also recorded five tackles, two tackles for loss, three QB hits, and a pass defended. I mean, he we wanted more from him, and we said at the beginning of the season he wasn't, he wasn't quite go, uh, flashing. He wasn't quite showing his dominance. But you can see now that he is turning out to be one of the best pass rushers in the league. And just remember as well, he is getting this type of production when there really is no other pass rush threat on the other side opposite him. Like like Aziz hasn't been fit enough to play. I mean, uh, Hattie's not going to give you much of a pass rush out there. Uh, Boogie Basham is just basically setting the edge for the run. So when when the opposition know that the, that's your only real pass rusher on the outside coming, uh, and for him to get the production he's getting, I think is absolutely phenomenal. But Shane, tell me, who did you go for in the defence?
1: Yeah, so I went for a guy who, you know, behind Dexter Lawrence, i will probably say he's been Mr. Consistent, maybe since about week three, week four, when he seemed to start to settle into this uh, Wink Martindale system, and that's linebacker Bobby Akereke. Um, You know, he, he kind of led the down tackles, uh, 14 tackles, six of them were solo. It was a bit of a turnover machine as well. Uh, punched the ball out twice. Only one was recovered as the other one was jumped on by Jameson credit But, I mean, you know, Kev Kev jumped on it a couple of weeks ago by ordering a Bobby, Bobby O uh, jersey. Right move, 100%. That's like, Yeah, 100%. I mean, like, I was debating getting one myself anyway. Number one, I love the linebackers. I mean... I'm I'm kind of torn. I might get me in a Akeriki one, but I'm, I'm even thinking, do I get a McFadden jersey? Like, you know, I just I just want to get me a linebacker jersey. But you know, Bobby Akeriki was my player of the week. Um, I think he's really starting to come out and, and show why he, he was brought in. And you know, you've only got to go back to uh, last season when the Colts played the Giants and that game was over for the Colts and a lot of people saying the Colts were tanking and Bobby O was the one player on that team that played and played and played who didn't who wasn't even thinking about tanking. And, you know, that's good to see because he kind of showed it there with the Giants, you know, on this losing streak, losing record. And yet he's still balling out like he was the weekend and he's still giving his 100 percent. And that's what you can ask for from the players.
0: Yeah, completely, 100 percent agree with that. I mean, like we brought him in to be a good linebacker for us to uh, uh, solidify the middle of that defense. And the way he's playing, like, you know, from about week three, four has been outstanding. Like he's just been such a good, solid player. And I think he could be a real superstar for us um right so moving on to a couple of questions then lads so after the game there was quotes from thibodeau and then tay banks had an instant live that got people talking like cave thibodeau said that he told commanders uh left tackle charles leno thank you before halftime thibodeau said uh, leno responded for what thibodeau said for giving me the 10 sacks later today <laughs> i mean that's awesome quote but and then in Banks' instant live um was a bit more controversial. He was quoted as saying, You could have come and got me at number 16, and they didn't. Now I'm 2-0 against you bum-ass boys. F the commanders. They, can, they think they're slick. They're going to see me two times a year until the end of my career. Two times a year, they should have come and got me. So we'll start with you, Dan. What did you make of the Thibodeau quote?
2: In all honesty I loved it it's just it's 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 just banter it it's just sledging it's it, it goes on on the line you see it all the time um and you know the fact that he said thank you before half time it's just like this guy's got confidence um and yeah lo and behold he got those two sacks and uh yeah it gives him ten and a half of the season now so for you know full credit to him but yeah I love that love that comment from Tibbs
0: Right, now, Craig, Tay Banks calling out the commanders. Are you a fan of it?
3: Am I a fan of it in the moment? Absolutely, a bloody lootly, um, because it's just class, isn't it? Like, you see him, he's clearly not had his cold shower that the, uh, the, the guys were only able to have because of the heating issues. He's kind of hunched over, he's just got... His dreads like swaying back and forth. He almost, it almost like he's drunk. Like he's, he's just so amped up. And then, you know, we'll, we'll throw it back on screen. But to say what he did, and that's where the issue comes in. That's where the issue with it that I have comes in. I love the passion but you've just put the biggest target on your back every time we play them. And it's not like it's a once in a blue moon thing. You know, it's not like the jets where we only seem to play them every four years. Like, as you said, we will see you twice a year and you know, full well that Dotson or uh, scary Terry, if they're still there next season, this is their phone wallpaper. Like they, they are looking at this every minute of every day And they want his number. Like they'll be begging the quarterback, throw it to me against him. I will torch him. And he's he has now basically written a check that his ass might not be able to cash. And that's back that up. He's got to back that up, honey. So Uh, in the moment, I loved it. And then you read into it, and you're just like, "Eh." and I don't think that um, Carl Banks is uh, his namesake wasn't that much of a fan of it either
0: I think it's one of those. I mean, the typical one like that, like Dan said, it's like that's a bit of sledging, that's a bit of like like a bit of banter back and forward, like you know that you're going to get on the football field. I think the Tay Banks one was he could have got his point across without maybe going too much into it, maybe less was more. He could have made a comment about they could have got me a 16, their loss, you know, mm-hmm. without going too much into it, but uh I mean at the moment it's, he's hyped up. He just got a massive win, you know. He just uh, played really, really, well, and uh, I think the the heather moment got the better of him.
3: Yeah. So obviously we had a, a few technical difficulties earlier, so apologies for that. But um, Shane, I think there was a question that you had for Kev on the offense that got missed.
1: Yeah, I was on. Uh, I was on mute in the moment. So Gone. And <laughs> um, yeah, so I was just going to fire a question to Kev. Was um, obviously there's been a lot made about the receivers being open um this season and the players that have been called and you know the offense who looked much improved this week this week so i was gonna say to kev do we owe kafka an apology because as dave said after the game it was all him or is this a one-off what would what you make of it with kafka uh,
0: yes sort of i think is the is, is the way i go going with i mean like i think that a lot changed i almost feel like the shackles are off i mean I don't know about you guys. Do you ever feel like when Daniel Jones was in there it was very tentative? It was very sort of like you weren't weren't shooting for big plays. You know, you were trying to be really methodical. In this game, it kind of felt like they opened up the playbook a bit and were like, do you know what? We're not going to think and dunk it. We're going to, you know, actually look downfield and let plays progress and actually, like, throw the ball up there. I mean, they created a lot of traffic over the middle of the field, you know, which allowed receivers to kind of get open with picks and rubs and stuff like that. Um, and what he did very well was take advantage of the mismatch between Barkley and Washington's uh, linebackers. You know, uh, he just knew that um, him, the uh, uh, bad Barkley against Davis was just such a mismatch. You know, it was something to go after. I mean, they even split him out quite a bit. Um, I mean, um, they moved Barkley out to wide receiver position. And and uh, as uh, Craig said earlier, he you know he looked like a proper wide receiver going up and getting the ball, even on a touchdown pass like it was a beautifully thrown ball and it kind of had to be back shoulder because of the safety coming across the top. If he had to throw it directly at him, the safety would have been able to pass, break it up or intercept it. But he put it in the back shoulder and and, and the way Saquon turned to get it was like phenomenal. Um, I mean, it was quite funny as well. Like when have we ever like, this? Was, I find this stat earlier, they passed on 65% of first downs. Like when do we ever pass that much on first downs? Normally it's like an obvious run and, you're Taking advantage of a team that's playing Barkley constantly, they're packing the box, packing the box, and they came out and they started to throw it around a bit. I mean, I mean, there's so many more explosive plays attempted in this game, which was really refreshing to see. Um, the old line played well, were they good? No, you know, of the nine sacks, um, was it Dan said earlier on, like two of them were the old line's fault, the rest of them were, the, uh, you know, the, uh, Danny DeVito, right? I had, was it. One of the boys posted down DeVito earlier on, and I had it in my head. It's going to be over-under of his name said that like that twice, and it's been three times now it's been said. But, but uh, Tommy DeVito ran into a lot of sacks. <clears throat> he took a lot of sacks himself. It wasn't on the old line when he should go, have got rid of the ball. Um, but when given time in the pocket, and it was just kind of one of the first times as well this season that we've actually seen a, a quarterback drop back in the pocket and be able to go through reads properly – and allow plays to develop enough for a receiver to get uh, far enough down the field to be able to make the catch. So, so I mean, yes, but it, we do have to give him credit because, obviously, it's going to be it's gonna be both of them, obviously, but, like, Kafka like really opened it up a bit. And uh, maybe the whole team, not just the QB, so the whole team should learn from the QB and play with no fear. Why not just open up your fancy plays, your decent passing plays, and let it rip? Because, like... People know Saquon's our our, um, our star player, our game changer in the run game, but he's shown that he can be that in the passing game as well. So if we pack the box, throw the ball down the field, and we've no, now we know we can throw the ball to Saquon as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just want to answer that question as well. Do we do we owe him an apology? No, not yet. Prove prove yourself, and then we might apologize. But I completely agree with that comment you made, Jamie. You always think his job was on the line. I mean, in all honesty, he's got probably what are we now week twelve, so he's got seven, eight weeks to save his job. Uh, so he needs to start to, needs to start doing something. Um, Craig, have we got some uh, have we got comments or no questions from the uh, from viewers. Yes,
3: yeah, so there's the one from Jamie. So um, Shane, I'll go with you first on this one. Um, with Aziz maybe not doing great, should we start looking at putting Simmons at the edge position? You're
2: mute.
3: <laughs> Hotel life, isn't it? It's yeah. the new settings, isn't it, Shane? You're not used to it. I, I
1: just, I'm just all discombobulated and everything. I'm, I don't know where I am, what's going on, and I'm, I'm thinking about what, holiday mode. Holiday
2: mode already. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah, in answer to the question for me i think 100 it's what one of the things i was asking for weeks ago to be honest with you because if you look at the way bobby Akerike and Michael mcfadden are playing why disrupt that so, so simmons is not going to get in that middle linebacker position you're throwing the fact that aziz is coming back from injury you maybe not want to wrap him up in cotton wool but you don't want him re-aggravating anything and also tying the fact that you know Haddy and Boogie have not really done anything in all honesty this season why not give him a why not give him a shot? You know, we we, we tried traded for Isaiah Simmons because you know, Wink had a set way of to how he wanted to play him. We're now over halfway through the season. I don't know what that way is because I I feel like we've not seen yet. And I I want to see what we can do with him. And more importantly, I want to see him show us what he can do and maybe earn even a one year extension and show that why well, he should stay in New York for at least one more year. Kev, what about you?
3: You were quite high on uh on simmons on that trade
0: yeah big time i think um my only concern would be um he's obviously been playing on obvious third down passes situations and he, sh- he showed his speed with his interception you know following the uh, running back out of the backfield and like undercutting that lobbed pass Um my only like i said my only concern is though um he's never played the end before he's never played as a pass rusher before he wins off the edge with just sheer speed and with the play developing with an obvious pass play developing he's got speed to get around the edge um i hope they've been they should be developing his pass rushing techniques and skills and hand usage because i don't think he's always been off ball linebacker stroke safety so he's never really had to be on the line of uh, scrimmage hand fighting with offensive tackles and then these are nfl left tackles and right tackles i mean these are the best of the business um they all are. Do you know what I mean, and, and, and well, most of them apart from our ones, but, but um, the, so I just think like you know, um, I would like to see it definitely, and maybe use these couple of weeks now, the bye week coming, of 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 going through hand fighting. Do you know what I mean uh, how to get off um uh, the big bodies getting their hands on you? Um, so I would love to see it. Um, he's definitely got the makeup. He's definitely got sort of like the speed, the instincts, and stuff like that. Um, it would be interesting to see. And like she said, the Z just cannot stay healthy, can he?
2: No, he can't say healthy. Um, why, why not? Is my, my answer to that question? Why not? What have you got to lose by putting him in there? You know, we're in a position where the season is on the edge of falling off a cliff. So what have you got to lose by putting him there? Um, I do feel like he has been underutilised a bit uh, with the... Talent and potential he's got. He's not been utilized as much. But then we've like like Shane said, we've had some, um, you know, the, the, our linebackers this season have been fantastic. So he, he hasn't really had a, a, sniff there. But he seems to be mostly used sort of special team, and like you said, third down. So getting him in, get, get it, getting him in an edge. Give it a go, give it a shot. Why not? There you go, Shane. That's one for you. Do you want to see a giant swim while you're out there or are you in full tank mode?
0: I want to see Sheehan, right? Where <laughs> a tank question. top with tank mode on it instead of beast mode. Just like a tank top in tank mode.
2: Oh Yeah, we should oh, we should get it made for him. But I love that question, Steve. Love it. Go on, Shane. Next question.
0: <laughs> 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 uh, um, Give the people what oh. they want, Sheehan, please. <laughs>
1: Oh, I feel like we opened up a can of worms on this one, I tell you. <laughs> do I want to see a joint swing while I'm out there? Of course I want to see a joint swing. Now, one thing I do want to say is I wasn't I wasn't annoyed the Joints won the weekend. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm on board tanking. Yeah, I want I want I want a high draft pick. But when the Joints win, I'm not gonna be disappointed with it. Likewise, if we lose. I'm not going to be that gutted over it because I'm like, eh, well, we lost, but there's a little bit of a silver silver cloud or whatever they're saying, silver lining, and we're going to get a higher, higher draft pick for it. But like, I do just want to say, look, whether, you, whether you're whether you on board the tank and you want the Giants to lose here on out or whether you want the Giants to win every game, either one is right. It, it's your entitlement to decide which one you want. And, and you know, it, it, no, it doesn't make, you know, if you three guys want the Giants to win here on out, um, I mean, Go you got to be Steve. committed to the cause, Steve. You've got to be committed to the cause. Um, but, you know, if, if, if you three guys want the Giants to 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 win here on out and I want the Giants to lose here on out, it doesn't make any any one of us better than the other one or anything like that. Um, you know, let's just... still be friends. It. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, and, and for me, it's a case of, you know what? I'm still going to get to New York. I'm still going to cheer the team on. I'm still going to cheer if the team win but i'm not gonna mope and cry and be in a miserable mood if the team end up losing because i know it means a higher draft pick so you know yeah i want to see a win whilst i'm out there the giants are undefeated when i've watched them live it's only been twice but it still counts so you know it's um yeah exactly just touchback literally perfect wording you you want to see a win um you want to see a high pick, sorry, but as soon as game day hits, you're screaming for, for a win. And that, that that's what it was like on Sunday. I wasn't gutted that we won. I, I, I didn't sit there on live stream saying to, to, to Craig and Kev, yeah, okay, we've won. I mean, yeah, I did a, I did a couple of things like jokingly, like laughing along and that. But, you know, at the end of the day, the Giants got the win and, and that's what matters at the end of the day. And if, if we end up losing, we just sort of crack on with it.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean we're we're going out there, A, to have a laugh and, and go to a game. And B, you know, it'd be sweet if we get a win, but we're not guaranteed to get a win. Um, you know, never nothing's a guarantee in this league. So we could could all go out there and it could be an absolute pasting for all we know. So you you, you take you take that, um you take that risk with going to any game. But yeah, we all want to see a win when we go out there, I'm so sure. But I love that question, Steve. Um, so uh, putting put Shane right on the spot. Um, I, mean, and... I think the
1: other thing is as well whether the giants have got pick number one or pick number 10, I firmly believe that if there's a quarterback that they want, they're going to be an aggressive and then they're going to go and get him. That's what I trust in Joe Shane and Brian Dable. That if they're at number 10 and they say, Look, we think Drake May is the guy, we think he's going to take us to another level, we've got to go and get him. I've got full confidence in in the front office. To number one, make that judgment call. Number two, to be aggressive enough to go and do it. Like we've said on this podcast before, they ain't just got a second second rounder for no reason.
2: Exactly. Like I mean, we're still we are still at um, number five in the in the current draft order as it stands. So we've still got pretty decent capital to move up if we want to. And I think they will be aggressive in the draft. If, it's, if it stays as it is, I think they will be aggressive and move up and try and get their guy um, in all honesty because we've seen four years of Daniel Jones and it's five, four, five, four, five years of Daniel Jones and it's not panned out. So why not go and get your guy? You know, it's controversial, I know, but it wouldn't surprise me. All right, then. On to the game um this Sunday, which if you weren't already aware of, uh, the four of us will be at the game in at Metro Stadium. Get in. Um Bill a and his Patriots roll into town on Sunday. Kickoff schedule for one PM Eastern, six PM UK. Like I said, in that classic battle of New York against Boston. Craig, how's the Pats season been so far?
3: I'm going to kick things off with a few little uh, comparisons. Uh, Humiliating loss to the Cowboys. Check. Close week seven win over a divisional rival. Check. Currently in a top five position in the draft. Check. A competent defense that's let down by a stuttering offense led by a maligned quarterback. Um, Any of this starting to feel a little familiar to uh, anybody, a little close to home. A bit, a bit. So before this weekend's win for the Giants, if you squinted hard enough, you'd likely say that the Giants and Patriots were playing mirror images of themselves. Um, The biggest problem that I think we've probably got, though, is that we have no idea which quarterback they're going to be facing. Mac Jones, not for the first time this season was benched late in their Germany game against the Colts. Um, And if the Patriots do make the change, it will be either Bailey Zappi or I cannot remember the other guy's name, but apparently he's been told to get ready. Um, um, However, Bailey, if you look at Bailey Zappi, he's thrown the ball 25 times this season. He has 10 completions for 104 yards, zero touchdowns and one interception. Now, Their defence, as we've already kind of alluded to, is definitely their stronger and more competent unit, but occasionally they suffer for the same issues that the Giants do because they're on the field for way too long. Against the Colts, they only allowed one um, touchdown, and that was on the opening possession, which was to Jonathan Taylor, and then rallied by only allowing three points um, for the rest of the game, but they did also pick off Minshew at midfield and their offence wasn't able to really do much, so their biggest blemish recently, and this is kind of something that's come in since um, Judon went down in week four, and bear in mind he still leads the team in sacks with four, yet he hasn't played for the last eight weeks. Um, their pass rush has, hasn't has or didn't record a single sack for the second time this season when they played against the Colts. So that is one of their downfalls now. We've just spoken about... Um, the sacks that that Washington got, so maybe this is time for a few of them. But, yeah, that's pretty much a very quick kind of roundup on their season so far. As Patriots touchback have just said, this is not who can score points, it's who can move the fucking ball down the field to get into scoring range.
2: <laughs> You're not wrong. Um,
3: the ultimate tank bowl, which Shane will like.
2: <laughs> the ultimate tank bowl. If... If I think if both coaches had their way, they would, they'd they'd tie this game. They'd be like, let's let us let us just like just if if it's tied late in the fourth quarter, they're sort of Bill looks over, Dave looks over, and they're like, let's let's tie, let's do it. <laughs> so it doesn't doesn't because <laughs> why not? But, I mean, it's ties it's not are worse be... though.
0: Ties are all yeah. things.
2: Ties ties are awful, but they're they're both as bad as each other, these teams. Um there's some crazy comparisons. Um yeah, we've both had humidity losses to the Cowboys. I know we've had two, but you know, it's uh it's not been a great season for the Pats. Um, you know, there's you know, the fact that Belichick's um dynasty is long in the past, which I'm sure disappoints and uh, disappoints the the Patriots fans out there. Um, it's in all honesty, as a as a New York fan, it's always nice to see the Patriots suffer. You know, just like I'm sure they like to see us suffer. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting battle. What are we? What have what have we got to do to win? Well, I would say a lot, but coming up against this Pats team, maybe not so much. Um, we've opened up as three and a half point underdogs at home. Which is a surprise, considering we have just come off the back of a stonking win against Washington. Um, I know obviously the Pats are coming off their bye week, but it was a little bit of a surprise. Uh, it has it has since moved to three points, um, so there is a bit of money coming in for um, for New York. But being a home team, you'd think that the Giants would be favoured. But the fact that they're three point underdogs says that the the bookies are favouring the Patriots and looking at the money line as well, the Patriots are definitely favoured. So it's going to be an interesting one. Over under, shockingly low. It did start off at 35. It's now dropped to 33.5 points. So again, the bookies don't see many points in this game either. And I'm, I'm sure as hell we probably don't either. After Sunday night's game, um, you know, there is a bit of hope back in this team. You know, there's a bit of, the fires have been stoked a little bit. If the Giants can play as well on both sides of the ball, against the Pats as we did against the, the commanders. There's no reason this can't be another win for Big Blue, really. Um, Barkley ran the ball less than normal. He had obviously zero yards on six carries, I think it was, in the first half, or minus two yards or whatever it was. But he obviously finally got involved um, fairly heavily in the pass game, which was great to see. Um, and it just proves how much of a weapon he is. And we'd love to see more of that as well. Tommy DeVito, he didn't look comfortable against Washington. At, um he looked comfortable against Washington. Sorry, when he wasn't running into sacks. Um, but Bill Belichick's got a knack at beating rookie quarterbacks. You know, twenty-two and six against rookie quarterbacks. Of two of being the last one to beat him in twenty-twenty. Um, the biggest thing now, really, is that how the Patriots' offense looks and performs against that defense that proved this past Sunday that that game against the Raiders was just just a bad day at the office, which every team's allowed to have. Um, so yes, there's not a huge amount this team needs to do to win. I think if we continue this sort of upward trajectory to get the win, um, we could can definitely get this win. Um, the Patriots have looked off sorts all season and they're a, a shadow of them for their former selves. Um, obviously, with uh, TB12 at quarterback a few years back, so they've been a shadow of them for themselves since then, really. Um, with Mac Jones just isn't, isn't the man, he's He's looked awful this season at times, you know, as bad as Daniel Jones looked at the beginning of the season as well, so if not worse maybe. So it's it's not been not been pretty watching for the Patriots fans, that's for sure, but just as much he hasn't been pretty watching for us. So we're in the same boat really. Um do we have an early injury report, Craig? Uh
3: we do not. Um however, there has been some news uh from 3 hours ago um from Dan Duggan um, and multiple other sources that Andrew Thomas has a sprained MCL in his left knee. Um, so whether it seems like he's going to play through it, but we'll see how long that becomes um, an option depending on how relevant the Giants are in the uh, overall picture.
1: See, so, do you not think he should be benched? When you're tying the tanking stuff as well, yeah. you know, it's a logic. I mentioned it the other week when he went uh, when he went down against, um, was it the Raiders when he went? No, no Dallas, sorry, when he went down against Dallas and he got rolled up on and it was a case of like, you know, you leave players out there, but they, make, they get a little niggling injury. Why not just say, you know what, we're just going to sit here for a couple of weeks. Let's not risk anything that could aggravate or become long-term.
0: I did hear somewhere they actually played through this at the, at the um, on Sunday night. I can't remember where I heard that, but apparently it, 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 he had it coming into the game and he played through it. So, but like you said, you, know, you can't risk your franchise left tackle, can you?
1: Nah, that's what, look, it's not like it's a wide receiver, your right? You, you're talking about a guy that you took all while rolling. You've just paid a decent amount of money and a player that has had a few niggling injuries in his, in his short time in the NFL. So why risk something that could become more problematic in the long term?
2: Yeah, I think if it it sort of gets to today, tomorrow and it's, um, it's not looking great, then yeah, don't risk it because, you know, like you said, he's all pro left tackle and you don't want to risk that. So I'd be, if, if, if injury report comes out tomorrow and says he's limited, I'd very be very surprised to see him go on Sunday. Very surprised. Um all right. Hopeful potential game changers on either side of the ball. Um let's go with Shane first. Who he got? Sorry, you got a mouthful uh, of water.
1: Yeah. Oh sorry, Jer- jersey you know, juice. Sorry. Yeah, jersey juice gate rice. <laughs> Um I'm gonna go for I know it's a really boring answer, but I'm gonna go for Dexter Lawrence. Just because he I just cool. want to see him continue that consistency. Like, you know, we're we, we getting to the, we get the time of year now where players start getting put in for for um individual awards, and I'd like to see him make like a couple of extra plays per game that's gonna get him in that chatter for maybe not Defensive Player of the Year, but certainly First Team All-Pro of the Year.
2: I would be very surprised if he's not in there. Very, very surprised. Um, Have you got on offence then?
1: On offence, I'm going to go for... I think I could keep picking him. I'm going to carry on until he produces. I'm going to go for Wandale.
2: Wondell. Interesting. Why'd you go for Wondell? Any reason?
1: He's one of them. Like I didn't like the pick at the time and was, I'm starting to like him as a player and I want him to do well. I want him to have a break game and I think he can be used in a variety of ways in the slots when he's in motion, which tends to be when we decide to run it and everyone knows it's going to be a run, as I mentioned on Sunday. But, you know, when he gets a ball in his hands, he, he can make a play and miss. He can get them extra um, yak you, that you need. And I'd, I'd, look, I'd just like to see him have a, a bit of a break at game, especially, I mean, I know we are not going an injury report, but depending on what happens with Slayton, if Slayton is out with a, a wrist injury, we're going to need a receiver to step up. And I'd, I'd love it to be Wanda that steps up.
2: Yeah, I think Wanda is, uh, again, he's got so much talent. He's got so much potential. I think he could really be a star in this team um he's just not really had the opportunity to show it as much this season but yeah he, he's definitely definitely can be a game changer game changer that's for sure um Kev who's your who's you who have you got on offense
0: so I'm gonna to have to disappoint you Sheehan because yes someone has to step in to the fore with uh with Slate Night, but we all know it's going to be Jalen Hyatt my friend that's who I'm going for this week I think it's a perfect opportunity for every th- reason you just outlined. I think the game a bit more expansive now, and, and I want to see this going forward. You can't go out there and throw more explosive plays out there and then and then go back to trying to dink and duck and run constantly. Let's go out and do it again. And I think Jen Hyland could be a massive beneficiary of, uh, of of Slate missing some time and the expansive uh, passing game. And then for defense, I'm going for first-round rookie, Cornerback Tay Banks, man, that you know, you've got target on your back now with that uh, instant live story. You're gonna have to go out now and, and show why you are are a first round uh, cornerback and want to be one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Um, you have to go out and ball out this week to back everything up, my friend.
2: Nice. Um, Tay Banks, yeah, he's targets on his back now, that's for sure. Um, but you know what? He... He's had a pretty. He's had a couple. There's a couple of games where he, he had a cut off off game, but he's he's been solid this season. And, and for you know, for the rookie, he's he right rightly is feeling confident off the back of that win against the Commanders. And you know, the fact that they passed up on him in the draft, yeah, he's got that little chip on his shoulder. So I don't blame him for making those comments. Maybe should have just reined it in a little bit, though. Um, and Jalen Hyatt, I'm just waiting for his breakout game. I just feel like it's it, every week. I think it's going to come. Jalen Hype Breakout Week. No, not this week. Next week. Jalen Hype Breakout Week. No, not this week. Next week. It will come eventually. Hopefully this season. If not, then I'm sure it will come next year. But yeah, I like those picks, uh, Craig. Who? Who about you? Who you got on offense?
3: Curveball. Curveball time. Ooh. Sterling Shepard. Shep, Shep has Shep has slowly started getting more and more snaps. Slayton potentially, I, I think it's fair to say will probably be out. Um it, it didn't look like a good injury to his arm. Um and if there's one thing you need as a as a receiver, it's arms. Um so they help they help. Um so I, I just feel like Shep's slowly starting to earn his stripes again in 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 the eyes of Kafka and in the eyes of Daves. And I just feel like he he'll get a touchdown this this weekend. I just I can just I can just sense it, um, and it would almost be like a a fitting farewell because I really do not see him doing anything after this season in a playing capacity. Um, defense, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Cordell Flott. He's been sneaky good, like so under the radar, so underappreciated. Love the th- punches that he threw. Absolutely, like, even beautiful. after he got ejected. <laughs> yeah, beautiful couple of haymakers towards uh, Curtis Samuel in the game, um, and, and with, fair, I mean fair fucking play as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was. You know, they were both chipping at each other. And they both got ejected, and rightly so in the rules of the game. But it was nice to see a bit of passion, wasn't it? I, I just feel like Cordell Flot has been very underrated at, at slot. Um, every week you see so many people just saying, oh, man, how good was Flot? Yet we never see him in the kind of like best of the week or players of the game or anything like that. So I just like to really see him um, sort of really step up maybe um, and, and just get an interception or or um, you know, a nice little pick six, maybe a secondary, second pick six. After, after Simmons got one last week and get another one. So, um, yeah, they're my two. Probably a bit, bit more curveballs than we've been used to this season, but um, you never know.
0: Yeah, I love that pick, actually, about Flott, because he kind of like – I want him to be one of those players. You know you hear about in the league that like get picked up on the third day or whatever, and it's like the first season, a little bit of time, second season starts to progress a bit more, and and he's in a second season now, and next year going to his third year, you're like, hold on, he's a starting slot receiver, very good in this league. Um Where'd he come from, type thing? You know, I kind of want him to be that type of player. I think he's kind of getting going on that trajectory, which would be good.
2: Yeah, I think again, Flots sort of he's he's just like under the radar, been solid, hasn't he? So I like that. I like that pick and Shep uh, did come out of nowhere, you know. But I think with Slating out, he's got his chance. Um, for me, on offense. I think I think it's a it's a Daniel Bellinger breakout week this week for this season anyway. Um I mean was tempted to uh to go with, with uh with Tommy D, but I think that you know the fact that um DeVito did have a, a fairly confident looking game against the, the commanders i think he you know may look to get his uh, his titans inv- titan involved a bit more um and especially with with slayton out as well or potentially going to be out as well he look, might look to to Bellinger to get some uh, to get some, to hold in some catches as well so i think Bellinger for me on offense and on defense i mean this uh, this patriots offense has given up i think it's 23 24 sacks so far this season i mean i'm i'm looking for uh, number 5 to uh, you know, to increase his number this season. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, you know, man, you know, 10 and a half sacks so far through um, 11 games. That's a pretty decent turnout so far. So he's going to extend that number and he's going to get a good couple this weekend against the Pats, for Tibbs for me. Um. Just instantly, obviously, we got this game at the weekend. We've both got, I mean, Pats are two and eight. We're three and, three and eight. Um, we currently hold the number five overall pick. Pats currently hold the number three overall pick. So either either team winning is, you yeah, know, we're still going to be in sort of the top 10 uh, in terms of pick numbers. Um okay, have you done a little bit of work about draft, Q, about QBs coming up in the, in the last 10, well, from the last 10 draft classes, should I say? Um, what do you got for us?
0: Yeah, so like as we were talking earlier on, like, Shane was making some really good points, and I thought, I just quickly, that's why my head was down for a wee bit, I was kind of like looking, like, QB's picked in the top 10, the last 10 draft classes, right? And I'm just putting this out there just a little bit to say, okay, like, you can embrace the tank, absolutely fine, but, you know, a top, top pick on a QB doesn't necessarily guarantee success. So just, like, so here we go. So in 2014, top 10 pick, third overall, Blake Bortles. 2015, first overall, Jameis Winston, second, Marcus Mariota. 2016, first overall, Jared Goff, second overall, Carson Wentz. 2017, second overall, Mitch Trubisky, 10th overall, Patrick Mahomes. 2018, first overall, Baker Mayfield, third overall, Darnold, seventh, Josh Josh Allen, and 10th, Rosen. 2019 first overall kyler murray sixth daniel jones 2020 was first overall burrows fifth overall tua and sixth overall justin herbert 2021 first overall lawrence second overall zach wilson third overall trey lance there's no qbs pick in the top 10 in the 2022 draft and in this past draft it was first overall bryce young second overall cj Stroud, and fourth overall anthony richardson very it's to be called nose drafts, but it's just like I'm not. I'm not trying to trying trying to say anything with that. I'm just you know basically I'm just saying it's like you know the proof is like the higher you draft a QB doesn't doesn't necessarily always mean that it will work out.
2: No, I think you there's probably four or five names there that you've picked out that are elite, if not very very good quarterbacks in this league. There's more names on that on that list you just mentioned of quarterbacks that are god awful, and some of them aren't even on a team anymore. So yeah, it it's not a it's not a guarantee that you you get your your franchise quarterback of the future. Hundred percent agree with that. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, we could we could we could pick pick up a quarterback at number at number five for instance, and he'd be the best quarterback in, you know, look at, look at Patrick Mahomes got picked at 10. Josh
0: Allen
2: at seven. And yeah. And look where they are. I mean, Josh Allen's not having a great year this year, but in general, he's, you know, he's always sort of near the top of the the stat sheet. That's for sure. So yeah, that's a, it's it's, it's a great point. You know, not necessarily having a higher draft pick is always the best thing. So, um, all right, cheers, for that Kev. Prediction time. We've got some viewer listener predictions, Craig. Have we?
3: Yeah. So we've had a, a few through in the comments. Um, Kieran has gone for a twenty-seven to thirteen win for the G-Men. Steve has said, "I'm going to surprise everyone, including myself, and say Giants will win twenty-one to ten. First time I've picked us to win since the Washington home game." Steve other Steve wow. Steve Wilkins 34 13 Giants. Wow. Steve Steve's on the Jersey Juice this evening. Um the Patriots are these touch- are got jinx in the game now. <laughs> I
2: think Steve is on pa- the jersey juice this
3: evening. Patriots touchback 13 to 10 Giants. So that shows the confidence like in their own it's team.
2: So. They've clearly got zero confidence in their own team.
0: <laughs>
2: They're Andy's on Shin's the tank
3: convoy. Sh- Andy's got a strange prediction that Shane gets kicked out for excessive swearing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we <the> on
1: best behaviour. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot, It's out of The football is it. i course, Start chanting at the referee. The referee's yeah. a wanker. The referee's a wanker.
2: <laughs> I mean, people are looking to say, "What's he talking about?"
1: What's he when, about? When, when the NFL, when the Patriots kicker goes to kick it, and you go, "Oh, you fat bastard!" <laughs>
2: yeah. or, oh, your shit! <laughs> and everyone's like, "What's this guy on?" Yeah, <laughs> love it, love it. Um, yeah, obviously we're going to be at the game Sunday, um, so we'll be doing our predictions um, at the tailgate on Sunday. Um, and we'll um, we'll post them up on our socials on the day, so keep your eyes out for them. Um, does anyone make want to make a little bit of an early prediction now, or are we going to wait till Sunday? Yeah, no,
1: I'm going. Oh, shame. The, the reason is the reason is I need to explain it because just putting it on Twitter or socials etc. won't. Uh...
3: Sam, Sam and Jeremy apparently got warned for a chant of "How must you be?" We're winning at home a few years back. <laughs> And Steve tank. said, "Not, not. I'll understand what you're saying." <laughs> exactly. So uh, I can't get
1: kicked out. I'm not untouchable. All oh, I am untouchable. They're going to they understand me. So we say, no, no, it. So, so,
3: "Sorry, Shane, you carry on, mate."
1: Uh, no, So yeah. So I've got to explain my predictions. Obviously, I can't do this on social. So I'm not going. I'm not going to do the score. I'll do the score on Sunday. But I am going for a Patriots win, and the reason is, the reason is, last time we played Washington. I had us to Lewis and then we played the Jets the following week. And I said, we'll beat the Jets. So I'm not I just call it superstitious. I don't care what you say. I'm not doing that this week. I'm not having a, I, I predicted us to lose to Washington last week and we went and won. I'm not risking saying we're going to win and then we're going to go and lose. So I've just got to ride this losing train for a little <laughs> while. So that that so I am backing us to Lewis. That's my explanation behind it. I'm not, I'm not jinxing. You're backing
2: anything. us to lose. But we're gonna win. Love it.
1: Well, I ain't saying that because I I don't want to curse it. You know what I mean. Like, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not asking.
2: Not asking to say that. I'm saying it. That's you're just saying. Superstitious. You're, you're, I am. Yeah. You're, you're picking us to lose, but we're gonna win. Love that. Fair play. Fair play. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: just, it just, it just it say this works up here. I know it's. It's the black. Makes country, perfect sense. It makes
0: perfect sense. It's the black yeah, country. It does.
1: Years
3: when of you indoctrination pick, you through West Bromwich Albion. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> literally.
2: <laughs> when you pick your team to win and they lose, and then you pick them to lose and they win, it's like I'm just going to pick them to lose every week. Then yeah, I'm just
1: going to. So I'm having the Giants to lose this week, just because I'm not so repeating then, what I did last time. So I've learned from my mistakes. Them,
2: you're picking them to lose, but you want them to win. So your psychology is you want to win, therefore you don't want to tank. Mind blown And on that note And on that note <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately That is all we've got time for The evening. <laughs> no James embracing the tank He loves it He loves it He's on the Choo-choo. He's really still on the tank train He's really still on the tank train Um and, he's I'm like, on the tank train.
1: train I'm on the tank train With Jersey Juice now as well Like What a What a, what a journey That's going to be So Steve gets And he gets it They all get it
3: Yeah
2: Fair play, fair enough. I get it, I get it. Yeah, we will be back, um, believe it or not, on the 4th of December now, lads, um, because we're obviously away in America next week, and then, well, this week and next week, and then obviously we're then on a bye week as well after that. So we're going to use that bye week to relive our trip, um, and we're also going to cover some future what-ifs, which will no doubt include plenty of Daniel Jones talk. Interesting. Um, has anyone got anything else to add before we go?
1: Just obviously, we're going to be in America for seven well, just over a week. Um, I'm sure probably me and Craig might split the social media duties. We might be posting some giants related stuff. we might be posting some really ungiants related stuff wherever we might be, etc. but um, you know, if you see us posting, do interact with us. Bear in mind, we will we'll be a few hours behind. So, um, if there's any of our American followers, feel free to interact with us as well.
0: Yeah, just um, game week, baby. We're all getting on flights over the next couple of days. We'll be out in the Big Apple. Uh, cannot wait for us. It's going to be class. And I uh, do think we will have a win to celebrate. Uh, and it'll be so cool being with you guys in MetLife Stadium. I'm absolutely buzzing.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Just a couple of things from me, just from the comments. Um, Darren Cook, uh, Patriots bubble has well burst. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think Darren was actually at the Washington game uh, at FedEx this last week. Um, I hope I've got that right. If it was, Darren, um, you are the good luck charm. Props to you for making the trip and uh, doing that. And just a couple of things from our... uh, compadres uh, at the Patriots Touchback. Um, is this a podcast or an episode of Jeopardy? Is a cracking comment, and I love that. Um, what is? <laughs> but Also, they, they've said cracking show, lads, and they have their preview tomorrow night at 9pm UK time. If anyone's interested, um, they've been involved in our comments. really appreciate that. Um, most of us will obviously be in the air, but um, any of our fans who fancy seeing what we're up against, um, the Patriots guys do some really good stuff over there. So give them a follow
2: agreed, agree with that. Um, I mean, I, I'm honestly like trying to hide my excitement inside. It's sort of like I've, uh, I've especially over the last week, I've been working, sort of in waiting to finish work so we can really look. Now, I'm, I'm almost like a child at Christmas. Now, it's sort of almost Christmas Eve, you know, we fly out tomorrow afternoon, and I can't bloody wait. Um, literally, literally, it's literally that um Jonah Hill emoji. Like, <laughs> I can't wait, can't wait. Um, thanks to everyone for your best wishes, safe travels. Really appreciate it. Um, you know, keep your eye on our socials. Uh, we're gonna hopefully be putting some, a few, a fair bit of content out there whilst we're in America. Um, so keep your eyes out on that. Um, yeah, Sunday we'll be at the game together um watching the giants win hopefully and i'm more buzz than you could ever imagine i might not sound it but i am inside i'm like (laughs) screaming (laughs) i'm absolutely screaming inside and i don't think i'm going to sleep much because there's so much excitement so it's uh it's going to be a long night but mega looking forward to this weekend and you know looking forward to seeing you guys well tomorrow and thursday if you haven't already uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell to get latest notifi- notifications and updates. You know, like, share, subscribe, share the love, as you always do. Um, and we love the fact you get so involved with the comments um, every week, and we love the interaction. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, also, check out our Etsy shop, etsy.com forward slash BigBlueUKIRL to get yourself some podcast merch and help just you know, show that love and spread that love as well. New York, here we come. Fuck yeah. yeah. Um, Can't wait. My thanks as ever go to Shane, to Kev, to Craig for joining me, to you, the viewers and listeners for tuning in. We're signing off. Until next time, let's go Giants.